Good morning and welcome to the Elevated Life Podcast, episode 30. I am Noelle Quarrel and today I'm going to continue talking about the Law of Attraction. We've been discussing the Law of Attraction for several episodes and if you haven't heard any of the previous episodes, I recommend going back to the first one. It'll say part one and uh, we're just going to continue on today and we're going to talk about emotions and frequencies of attraction. So a lot of people want to know if emotions have a role to play in the process of maximizing the benefits of the law of attraction. Yes, of course, emotions are tied integrally to the human thought process. What you feel right now is a direct reflection of the things that you are thinking about, even if you're not even aware of these thoughts. So thoughts swirl in our mind, often one thought at a time, and there are thoughts that are being processed as we speak. So even if we're not aware of these thoughts, our emotions tell us what we are thinking of at the moment. So if a person feels anxious, he is probably thinking of something that may potentially cause harm to himself or his family. If a person feels angry, he is probably thinking of someone who has done him some degree of harm in the past. So if a person is happy, he may be thinking of a past achievement or reward or some other beneficial event that he views as a positive development in his life. Emotion is the twin brother of thought. So basically, emotion and thought are married. You know, an example is twins. Another example is partners. Emotion is the partner to thought. So when one thinks, an associated emotion emerges, and we are more adept at detecting emotions than thoughts. Have you ever experienced feeling so depressed that you don't really know why you were feeling that way? You were probably thinking of something really bad, or maybe a past event was triggered in your mind, and your emotions were simply responding to your thoughts. Your emotions come so automatically that very often there is no need for a conscious monitoring of all your thoughts and ideas. So the next time you feel really bad, ask yourself, what am I really thinking about? And you might be surprised that this exercise, what it will reveal about yourself, and most importantly, how you process affirmative and negative thoughts on a daily basis. Some experts say that emotions are irrational and should never be regarded as a crucial factor when it comes to important decisions in life. But nothing could be farther from the truth. If you ignore your emotions now and you continue to ignore your emotions in the future, you will never be able to master your own thoughts. Mastering your thoughts requires mastery of your emotions as well. So you must be conscious of what you're feeling so you can easily trace the path towards what you are thinking. An emotion will always have a twin thought. So basically emotions can be viewed as a map to your own thoughts. It leaves a clear trail for you to follow and they should never be shut out or stifled. Instead, embrace your emotions and find out, try to find out why you're feeling the way you are. This way, real-life obstacles and problems can also be resolved more easily. And remember that emotions do not exist in a vacuum. They are always there to remind you of your past and present thoughts. If you feel awful, a thought or several thoughts are causing your weariness and anxiety. If you feel angry, the same principle applies. Emotions also send out signals with a definite frequency to the universe. So think about that. Since what we send out to the universe 
is what's coming back to us again and again and again. So if you feel horrible every day and you do not do anything to quell the thoughts that are causing your misery, you are simply telling the universe that you enjoy your miserable feelings and you want more of it to come into your life. Even though obviously you don't enjoy it, the message you're putting out there is that you do enjoy it because you're not doing anything to change the thoughts. So though this might not make sense to someone who's feeling depressed, that's really how it all works. It does not weigh the good or bad for you. You are responsible for that. You are responsible for what you create in your life and what you attract. So what role does emotion play in manifesting and attracting? Well, let's look at it this way. When a person feels good, he encourages himself to focus on affirmative thoughts and the things that he really wants to manifest in life. If you focus on affirmative thoughts and positive feelings, your emotions will also attract events that will bring even more happiness and positivity into your life. Positive emotions will attract even more positivity, not the other way around. That is why you should always celebrate the best feelings in your life because these emotions will directly shape outcomes in your life. And I go over this all the time with clients. So, and maybe you can relate to this. Whenever you're feeling sick or in pain or you're down for the count or maybe you caught a virus or something, uh, you really, it's really almost hard to think of anything else but your misery, your pain, how horrible you're feeling. And that's the time to really try to focus on the positives of the situation, even though it's very hard to find positives when you're feeling so terrible, that's the most important time to do it. So I often give clients exercises to do of when they're still feeling bad. I know they're going to feel better because I know what I know the work they're doing and the food they're eating and the way they're changing things and the way they're detoxing bad stuff out of their body. I know they're going to feel better. It's just in the moment they still feel bad. So my job is to explain that they have to stay focused on the positive outcome they want. Because if they stay focused on the positive outcome they want to create, that will come even faster to them. If they stay stuck in their own misery and that's all they can think about, that will just keep coming to them and it'll take longer for them to heal. This is what I've personally noticed. I've also noticed that whenever anybody is in a healing process and one or two symptoms goes away, and they're left with maybe one or two symptoms more, instead of celebrating and focusing on the two symptoms that already went away that were really bothering them and really miserable and part, part of the biggest reason why they came to seek out help, even though those two symptoms went away already, all they can think about is the two remaining symptoms that are still there. So there's no celebration, there's no hoopla, there's no acknowledgement of what actually went away. So part, part of what I do is I make sure that they condition their brain to acknowledge and celebrate and reward themselves for what, for all the hard work they've done that's already, and their body has shown them and rewarded them back by getting rid of these two symptoms. And now it's working on the remaining symptoms to eradicate those. If they don't spend time honoring and celebrating and acknowledging the two symptoms that went away, it will take even longer for the body to recover. See, most of us have lots of conditions we place on our life. I'll feel better if, 
I'll feel better when, yes, I know that went away, but this is still bothering me. And if this went away, I would feel great. Well, have you ever noticed you've said those things to yourself? Well, I hear it all the time. I hear it. I can't even think of a client, honestly, that practically hasn't, hasn't said that those exact sentiments to me. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I know uh, these things went away, but I'm, I'm not going to, I'll be really happy when these go away, but I'll be much happier if this happens. I'll be much, you know, I'll be able to appreciate it when blah, blah, blah. So there's all these conditions that we put on our achievements or accomplishments, and we tend to brush right, we brush right past or ignore what is improving, what is getting better, and stay focused on the small percentage of whatever that isn't getting better yet. So the universe is sitting there waiting to give you more and more and more of what you deserve and desire and want and, and are creating for yourself, but you hold it back in being able to do that if you keep staying focused on what isn't better, what isn't working, and putting conditions on all these what ifs, like, well, I'll feel better if and when. That's not how it works. So that's why if you, if you can relate to this, the next time you might be feeling down or bad or sick, try a little exercise and stay focused on what you do want, what you want your outcome to be. Start visualizing it, experiencing it, feeling it. And I promise it will come to you faster, faster than you could ever imagine because the energy behind it is healing energy. And it allows your body to heal faster and attract more healing energy. But if you stay focused on the misery and the pain and the suffering, and you keep bringing more and more attention to that, it will seem like it just gets worse and worse and louder and louder and louder. So there are really no, no known limits to what you can manifest. That's why it's always important to celebrate the very best feelings in your life because these emotions will directly shape outcomes later in your life. Emotions are attached to celebration. Celebrate what is going right. Celebrate what feels good. Celebrate all the things that did go amazing for you today. Keep celebrating the little wins you have all day long. All the things that line up perfectly for you all day long that you might tend to ignore. If you don't ignore those things anymore and you start noticing them, you'll notice more and more of those things will be occurring for you on a daily basis. I call them miracles, but really they're just all of the, they're always there for you. It's whether you see them or not. It's whether you tune into them or not. Things are really very often going your way, but unfortunately it's human nature to very often notice what's not going your way, or it doesn't seem to be going your way, even though it, it's still going your way even though the outcome might not be what you think you want, but it, it's always going your way. So the inherent limit, limitation for people lies in the domain of the individual. So here's, here's, I'll say this again. So experts on the law of attraction will always acknowledge there are no known limits as to what you can manifest, but there is one inherent limitation and this inherent limitation lies in the domain of the individual or agent and not with the primal law itself. So basically it's, it's, it's within you what this limitation is. 
if you don't feel good or if you don't feel positive, even the best thoughts will not manifest what you want. So there, if there are unresolved issues that are hindering your ability to focus on what you want to manifest, it may take longer for these things to actually appear in your life. Or in some cases, the emotional hindrance may completely prevent you from manifesting the things you want. So if your emotions aren't aligned with what you want, it could absolutely prevent and slow down what you want to manifest. So some people are born with the innate ability to know whether or not they are on the right track. And this is just this is just the way we're we're set up, we're programmed. Some some people just seem to always know, don't they? You're like, gosh, they seem to make good decisions. Things seem to map out for them pretty well. Like things seem to line up pretty easily. It's, you know, things often look, the grass is always greener, of course. And sometimes things look more than what they are. But there are some people that really do seem to innately have the ability to know whether or not they're on the right track. These people are usually naturally inquisitive and they know when to use their instincts. They've, they've stayed tuned into their intuition, basically. And how many people do you know who just don't use their intuition nearly as much as they should, or they just ignore it, or they, they, they have it, but they ignore it, they don't listen to it, they don't follow through? Um, I'm sure you can think of people, you know, maybe your spouse, maybe your a, a child, maybe a friend. So people... Are you people who are naturally inquisitive generally know how to use their instincts? People also know how to tie their thoughts with what they are feeling at the moment. So, in short, individuals who know how to use a finely tuned steering guiding mechanism that every human being has tends to be a better manifester. This guiding mechanism is complex, and yet we all know how to use it from the day we are born. This is the reason why there has to be a degree of unlearning if you truly want to use the law of attraction to your advantage. People usually listen to their emotions last. In fact, people are sometimes more willing to listen to other people's opinions than their own thoughts and emotions. Does this make, sound familiar? How many people do you know that are always asking for everybody else's opinion and idea? And what do you think? And, you know, because... Because of the work that I do, and I'm a coach and a teacher and a speaker, because of this work, I tend to be in a position a lot where people ask my opinion because I'm seen as an expert in certain categories, which is fine. That's great. But I always deflect it back to the person. I never, I don't, I've never felt comfortable with people seeing me as the guru or the know-it-all or the all-knowing one or the one with all the answers. It makes me uncomfortable. Yes, I know a lot of stuff about what I talk about because I never stop learning. I'm always reading. I'm always researching. I'm always writing. I'm always learning more. But I'll never know it all, obviously. And I always try to stress to my clients or anyone I'm working with that I want them to trust their instincts. They have all the answers. I'm simply a reflection or a mirror back to them. So it may seem like I have all the answers, but quite honestly, they have all the answers. And 
everything I teach is very intuitive and instinctive and logical. So I, I really teach things most people innately understand or already know. That's why I, I, I think it's very important to not assume someone else knows more than you or that they have the opinions that you should go on. It's always best to trust your own instincts. Of course, there's situations where we want to call on other opinions. I mean, I think that's natural. But ultimately, you always will know best what's best for you. So if you listen to other people only and you forget to listen to your own guiding mechanism, you will simply be channeling the thoughts of other people all the time. And yeah, in some cases that could be helpful. But if you are healthy and there's nothing preventing you from thinking clearly and making decisions on your own, then there is no reason for you to simply keep channeling other people's thoughts. And that's very important to understand. It's like the more people you let into your decision, excuse me, decision-making process or guidance process, <coughs> the more you're going to rely on other people and tune out your own guiding forces. So the law of attraction listens intently to you and you alone. You are the star. You are the source of all the magnif magnificent thoughts that are attracting parallel events and conditions in the universe. Pay attention to your own analysis of what is happening to your life and transmit positive images to the universe so that this positivity can easily be reflected back to you. Why are we paying close attentions to emotions anyway? Well, as we have already discussed, emotions are a magnificent indicator of what's happening deep inside your mind. At any moment, a person has thousands of thoughts, but only a few can be examined consciously by a person. So if you try to examine every thought in your mind, it would take days before you can even finish a fraction of all those thoughts. And it would probably make you a little insane if you tried to do that. I don't know if you've ever been on medications or drugs that have made your mind go a little wonky um, or sped up your thinking process, but that can be miserable. There's a reason, you know, our mind doesn't show us every single thought we have. That's why we have dominant thoughts and we have subdominant thoughts. So our guiding mechanism is very intelligent. It does not respond to minor or insubstantial thoughts. For example, thoughts like, I like donuts. I want to move the cup. I need to wash the dishes. They're not going to trigger an emotional response in a, in a person, unless, of course, the person is passionate about these specific things. However, dominant thoughts, even the ones that we try to repress and suppress, will, will trigger emotional responses. Here's those dominant thoughts again. So for example, let's say person A has been a long-suffering employee in a small company. He has done his work well these past five years, and yet he has not been even promoted or given a raise even once. He feels underpaid, underappreciated, and because of his financial obligations, he doesn't want to entertain thoughts of leaving the company because his job feeds his family. This is a very common scenario for a lot of people. So he tries to suppress all thoughts that encourage him to leave the company. As he represses these thoughts, his internal guiding system understands his situation and it sends out an emotional signal. 
he feels tired, weary, and depressed, and probably very discouraged and frustrated and even resentful. I'm sure there's a lot of emotions there. In his waking world, he thinks of his duties in the office and what to eat for dinner later on. But on a deeper level, this person is thinking of his lack of promotion and his low salary and probably a lot of low self-esteem and beating himself up for not going after a better job or being more qualified or lots of things. So at one point, he begins to wonder why he feels extremely depressed. He tries to ignore it and it doesn't do him any good. The emotions linger and he feels extremely drained. He doesn't want to confront his emotions because deep down, he knows where this form of self-questioning will lead. This person is stuck in a vicious cycle and if he receives no help, he will stay in this weary loop for a very long time. I mean, a lot of people could relate to that, right? And you could see how this cycle just feeds. It's a, literally a vicious cycle. That's really what the law of attraction in action. It's a vicious cycle of feeling stuck, not doing anything about it, getting more stuck um, until you change your thinking. So transmitting simultaneous signals. So if you're aware that your emotions are an excellent indicator of what's happening in your mind, but did you know that emotions are also a feedback system from the universe itself? Think about it. When something bad is happening in your life, you feel depressed, sad, angry, etc. You feel these things as you examine reality. The tendency of some people is to dwell on these bad things. When you dwell on these bad things, you're sending out a signal to the universe that will attract more negativity. If we didn't have any internal guiding mechanism, we wouldn't be aware of that, that bad things are already happening to us. So emotions tell us that we are broadcasting the wrong kinds of signals to the universe. If you feel horrible, angry, or sad, this simply means that your current frequency is attracting negative forces and events. If you change the frequency that you are broadcasting through your thoughts, the manifestations in your life will also change. So whenever you feel down, force your mind to discard the negative thoughts. Dwell on affirmative, affirmative thoughts and slowly embrace positive emotions as well. As you do this, you will also discard the negative frequency that links you to the universe via the law of attraction. So does that make sense? Whenever you feel down, force your mind to discard the negative thoughts. I like to say what I give as an exercise to my clients is instead of forcing your mind to discard negative thoughts, what I like to say is replace them with thoughts from your top 10 list. These, this is in, I went over in previous episodes. And uh, your top 10 list that you memorize of what you do want, what you do dream of, what you do desire, what you're determined to get, achieve, accomplish, go, where you go, have. So there's a top 10 list. And whenever you have these negative thoughts, replace it with thoughts from your top 10 list. Snap your finger, get a rubber band on your wrist and pull it and snap your wrist. Do something to bring that, that negative thought to your attention. Grab in your mind, Grab things from that top 10 list and immediately replace, exchange out the negative and fill it in with a positive thought. It's a really great mental exercise and it works. 
It just works. Memorize this top 10 list and replace the negative thoughts with something from your top 10 list. As you do this, you will also discard the negative frequency attached to the negative thoughts that links you to the universe via the law of attraction. If you keep doing this at, within days or weeks, you will see a noticeable improvement in your life. The positive changes may not be big, but they will come because you have allowed these positive changes to occur by shifting your thoughts and emotions. There shouldn't be any separation when transmitting signals to the universe. You should transmit affirmative thoughts and positive emotions simultaneously. Manifesting would be that much quicker if everything is balanced and in harmony internally and externally. So the determination of the things that you want in life would also be easier since you are in pristine condition to do so. Without determination, nothing would happen. Without determination, the law of attraction will simply not work. But with the help of the law of attraction, everything that you need will come much more quickly than before. So does this concept of simultaneous transmission sound awkward or strange? Maybe it does. If it does, try this exercise. Think of one thing that you want more than anything in the world. And just try to do it now, even while you're listening to this. So get in your mind one thing that you want more than anything in the world and meditate for a few minutes to clear your mind and place this thought at the very center of your mind. Think about it, visualize it, hold it there, feel it, feel what it feels like when you get that thing. Keep your mind's eye focused on this image of what you want more than anything in the world and slowly give color to it. Animate the thought, breathe and live the thought. As you do so, begin to feel happy as if your biggest desire in the world has already come true. Let the feeling of happiness spill over your entire body. Feel it in your chest, your stomach, your fingers, your toes. Imagine a radiant white light washing over you as you imagine your greatest desire in the world. Receive it and relish its presence. Close your eyes and give your 100% attention to this one thought. Do it for as long as you can. Maybe it's only one minute at first. Maybe you can do five minutes or 10 minutes or 15 minutes. But after you're done, open your eyes and keep that emotion, what you're feeling, knowing you've just received your greatest desire in the world. Keep that emotion and thought with you at all times. That feeling that you already got it, you got your greatest desire in the world. Feel it. Don't let go of it. So whenever you feel sad or depressed or frustrated or down on yourself or like nothing's working out in your favor, invoke this thought so you will continue transmitting the same signal continuously day by day. Invoke this thought and the, that emotion that you have attached to it before you go to sleep 
so that it will be the last thing you think about before you go to bed and you'll be continuing to transmit good signals even in your sleep. Okay, I'm going to leave you for now. I hope that this was informative, inspirational, uplifting, exciting, interesting. And tomorrow we're going to continue with more of the Law of Attraction. Thank you for joining me as usual. I hope you subscribe on our TheElevatedLifePodcast.com website. We would appreciate your support and you will get one email a day receiving one podcast a day. And if you're interested in getting a hold of me or looking at some of the amazing organic products we offer, you can go to theorganicresource.com. And either way, I look forward to hearing from you. Please leave comments and share this with anybody you know. If you feel this has been helpful or useful, pass on the podcast. Remember, we don't only talk about the law of attraction. This is just a series we're doing right now. There's lots of topics that we talk about that will appeal to many, many people. So thank you for joining me today. Have an amazing rest of the day. And I look forward to talking with you soon. Bye-bye.